You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Hello, welcome back. You're listening to Eco Chic. My name is Laura Diaz. It is a pleasure to have you here today. I feel like we are due for a chatty solo episode I feel like chatty has kind of been my favorite word to describe our recent episodes because we've been having really great conversations, really personal conversations with other creators and environmentalists. And honestly, I'm really, really loving the style of the show these days. I love feeling like I have a personal connection to all of our guests. I feel like you as a listener get so much more of a personal take on some of these really hard hitting topics. And I've always said that one of my favorite things about podcasting is that it's a very intimate medium. Like you are listening to someone in your ear, you're getting to know their mannerisms and their personality. And I love, love, love that recent episodes have allowed that to really come to the next level, I feel like. All that to say, I hope you're loving the podcast lately. I'm loving the podcast lately. I am so thankful for this space and I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Before we get into it, I wanna make a couple of housekeeping announcements. I am very, very excited that we have launched the Eco Chic newsletter. It is a bi-weekly newsletter. Every other Tuesday, you will be getting recaps of the podcast, of course, but also recommendations, eco-conscious lifestyle tips. We're going over some cool sustainability news. It should be a really fun place for us as a community to keep up with each other. I'm really excited about the newsletter. And I'm also hoping that the newsletter begins to feature some community members. So also in the show notes, you will see a link for our community spotlight series. I am interested in building our community and making sure that we all get to know each other even more. So if you have a sustainability project that you're interested in sharing, if you have something really cool going on in your life or a sustainability tip or something that you want to highlight, go ahead and fill out that sustainability spotlight form. Again, it's in the show notes. I'm also sharing it on social media and you can always find my links in the show notes as well. I feel like we've been talking a lot lately about getting outside and connecting with nature, which I really appreciate. On last week's episode with Carissa, she spoke really in depth about her experiences in the ocean and how those conservation entry points are so valuable to people's interest in ocean conservation solutions. And the week before last, we spoke to Jessica Clifton about national parks and getting outside more. And she gave a lot of really great tips if you're interested in starting to hike or camp or anything along those lines. Today, I wanna talk about the in-between of these experiences. I wanna talk today about some sustainable summertime activities. When you're thinking about getting in touch with nature this summer, especially in the context of those recent episodes I just recapped, you're thinking perhaps hiking trails, nature trails, urban walks throughout your city, and these are all really, really great ways to connect with nature, and I highly recommend them, of course. But sometimes we need an intermediate activity. As much as I would like to be in nature every single day, it's just not realistic with my lifestyle. And I say that as someone with the privilege of living in close proximity to really great nature. I live in Colorado, so I like to hike, I like to ski, I like to spend my weekends outdoors. It's not like I am going out to the mountains every single day. So during the week, I need some sort of intermediate nature-based activity to kind of get me through the week, to kind of maintain my interest until that next bigger outdoor adventure, whatever it may be. 
I find that being outside and being in nature keeps me really grounded. It gives me a lot of perspective, all of these great mental health benefits that we've recapped on other episodes. So I'm not gonna get too deep into the benefits of getting outdoors. So I know that there is so much value in these middle ground city kind of nature-based sustainable activities. One of my favorite kind of lighter commitment outdoor activities is attending farmer's markets in the city. Farmers markets are a really great way to, of course, support local farmers, but also get outside on a weekday morning or a weekend evening to share some experience with your community, to get to know folks in your community, take a little walk, be in the sun. Farmers markets are so, so much fun. If you're looking for a farmers market, I find that the easiest way for me to find them wherever I've lived in the past has been going directly to the city or county's parks and rec site or some sort of other government site where all of the farmers markets have to be registered anyway. And they usually have a pretty good compilation of farmers markets in the area. Farmers markets are very often held in local parks. So it can be a really great way to get out in nature without necessarily getting out out in nature, if you know what I mean. You can walk through the farmers market, pick up a breakfast from a local bakery perhaps, or pick up some fruit, a couple of items for the week. And then you could sit in the park and enjoy your breakfast and just start your weekend off on a very positive, wholesome outdoor note. An adjacent suggestion I have for a sustainable summertime activity to farmer's markets is looking into outdoor festivals or outdoor events in your area. So I'm not necessarily saying you're looking for like a big music festival in your city, but what are those smaller activities that you can get out into the community, you can support a local organization or you can support a local seller or whatever it may be. You can spend some time outside. So I'm immediately thinking like, when does your local Greek Orthodox church hold its festival? I find that especially in the summertime, there are so many small thrift pop-up markets in the area. I think I've seen one every single weekend for the last three months in the city of Denver. And attending a little thrift pop-up is a great way to get a walk-in, of course, to be outside, to support a local seller, to shop sustainably. And if you don't have a ton of time to spend there, that's okay. Sustainable summertime activity number three, look into outdoor fitness classes. I think a great way to find these is likely through Eventbrite. Sometimes programs like ClassPass can have outdoor fitness activities listed on them as well. And this was not something that I thought of until a friend mentioned to me that she likes to go to an outdoor yoga class. It's a donation-based class. Proceeds go to a local charitable organization each week. And then after the yoga class, she likes to walk through the farmer's market that it's adjacent to. It's very two birds, one stone when it comes to sustainable summertime activities. And it's a great way to support a local charitable cause and also spend that morning outside. Sometimes fitness studios will also host this in partnership with local businesses. So for example, during the summertime, again, here in Colorado, Red Rocks Amphitheater hosts yoga on the weekends. And it's a different yoga teacher every weekend from what I understand. And it's a good way to just kind of get out of your routine. There are also some freelance yoga instructors that will host classes and partnerships with different breweries around town on weekend mornings, sometimes week night evenings. But it's another great way to, again, support that local person, that instructor, support the local business that the event is being held at, and just change up your routine a little bit. Quick break to tell you about Babbel. The best way to learn a language is through immersion, living where the language is spoken natively and using it every single day. But that's not possible for everyone. So the second best way to learn a language is Babbel, because with Babbel, you can start speaking a new language in just three weeks. Maybe traveling this summer and you want to be able to speak like a local, or maybe you just have learn a new language on your bucket list. 
Instead of paying hundreds of dollars for a private tutor or fooling yourself with language apps that are little more than just games, Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are designed by over 150 language experts to help you start learning a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel is designed by real people for real conversations. All of Babbel's tips and tools for learning a new language are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching. I think the conversation-based teaching method of Babbel programs is so, so valuable. I've found when I have taken language classes in the past, it doesn't always translate to the real world. I took French classes throughout my schooling. I really, really loved it. But then I realized when I was put to the test after the classes were over, I just didn't know how to do things like ask for directions, talk to a local merchant, just do normal everyday things without having to consult language apps while I'm on vacation. It just gets better. This is super cool. Babbel's speech recognition technology helps you improve your pronunciation and accent. Over 10 million subscriptions sold, Babbel is real language learning for real conversations. Here is a special limited time deal for our listeners to get you started right now. Get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash eco chic. Get 55% off at babbel.com slash eco chic, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash eco chic. Rules and restrictions may apply. I'll have it in the show notes. On the topic of getting out of your routine and sustainable outdoor lighter commitment activities this summer, I'm encouraging you to rethink your physical surroundings. What are the things in your routine that you are not taking advantage of or that you can mix up in some way? So I have two immediate tips here, two thoughts based on my own experiences, but I think that they're pretty widely applicable. So I'm gonna start off with the first tip of water activities. I grew up in Florida and every so often when I tell someone that, they make the comment of like, wow, you must miss the beach so much. But honestly, I wasn't really taking full advantage of living near the water when I did live near the water because it wasn't something that I valued or treasured or felt like there was some finite amount of time that I would have access to it in the same way that if you're going on a beach vacation, of course you're at the beach every day because that's the whole point of being there. So my first tip for myself would be to rethink water activities. So is there a body of water near you? It doesn't necessarily have to be a beach, but is there like a lake where you could rent a kayak or a lake where you could just simply have a little picnic? I'm not a biker, but if you live somewhere that has really great biking trails, do you have an interest in renting a bike or taking your bike somewhere where you wouldn't normally take it to see some different scenery? Maybe there is a regional or state park near you where you haven't really given it full attention beach-related activity I would have never thought deeply about when I did live in Florida, but I've gone back a few times and experienced this. There are some really great organizations that support and protect sea turtle nesting areas. This is along the Gulf Coast or up the East Coast. I would never have thought to look into one of these organizations until I left and came back to Florida, and I was like, wow, that's something I really want to experience. I actually talked about this on last week's podcast episode with Carissa. And you can take that same activity and kind of widen it. Is there some regional park near you where you can get involved with a conservation activity of an animal that you wouldn't normally think to volunteer with? So tip number four is really to rethink your surroundings and think about how you can interact with them in a way that you haven't given full attention to. But flip side, tip number five, if there is something that you really enjoy already as a nature-based activity in your area, Is there some way that you can experience that in a new outdoor setting? So I'm going to zoom out and give another personal experience here. If you are a dog owner, perhaps you really enjoy taking your dog to the park, getting all of their energy out. I know that my family loves to take our dogs to the park and we have a local dog park that we will typically take them to. 
But again, this is in the state of Florida. There are some dog beaches. They're not necessarily close to where we are, so they're not like the regular dog parks that we think of. But it really becomes a whole activity to pack up the dogs and play on the beach and drive the 40 minutes or whatever it is to the dog beach nearby. So it's not necessarily close by. We are still doing an activity that we really enjoy with our dogs, but we're just doing it in a new setting and giving all of us a new experience. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. You can apply this mindset even to some of the activities that I mentioned earlier today. So for example, if there's a farmer's market in your area that you really enjoy, are you willing to try a new farmer's market, drive to a neighboring town to look at their farmer's markets? Maybe there is a you pick fruit farm near you that you haven't really thought about or you haven't attended in a few years. Is there somewhere where you can have that kind of like outdoor farm-like experience, get a little snacky at the end of it, you're supporting a local business, a local farmer, and then you're going on with the rest of your day. If there's an outdoor festival that you like to go to once a month, for example, if it's one of those thrift festivals that I mentioned, those pop-up markets, if there is some sort of food truck rally that goes on in your area, are you willing to drive to a new park or a new town to experience it in a different atmosphere on a different night? And my last idea today for sustainable summertime activities, it is the obvious outdoor experience on all of our minds, picnics. You can go to your local park, the park that you would typically think to walk through perhaps for your farmer's markets or your little weeknight activities, your walks with your dog. You order food, get takeout from somewhere local, or you can make a whole activity of planning for this picnic, go to a little market and get your snackies. Bring an old blanket, lay in the grass, maybe bring a book. I love, love, love the idea of picnics. I feel like we just don't have them enough. There's something very wholesome about picnics. Yes, it's an outdoor activity, but it's a very slow activity. It's an experience that immediately has you recognizing the value of just spending time with someone that you enjoy or with your friends. It's a great way to be outside during the week. Again, like I mentioned, if you are looking for something that's a lighter lift than a big hike or a big camping experience, a picnic is a very easy way to just spend some slow time outside. The intermediate kind of baby step to picnics is just thinking more frequently about dining al fresco. If you've got a little patio area, if you live in an apartment building that has some patio seating, if there is some way where you can eat a meal outside, I encourage you to think about doing that a little bit more often this summer. Eating outdoors is perhaps one of my biggest joys, my biggest simple pleasures in life. So I highly recommend it to anyone who's not doing it on a regular basis. Again, it could just be eating on a patio or eating outdoors in some capacity, but also a picnic, also thinking about how you can maybe like bring some sandwiches on your hike. So if you were going somewhere on an urban trail just to take a walk outdoors, can you extend that a little bit by having a snack, by having lunch outdoors on a patio table or sitting on a rock or something along those lines? And I think I have talked through all of my ideas with you. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode, today's conversation. I hope you got some ideas on some summertime activities that are both sustainable and outdoorsy without necessarily being a huge lift. These are all activities that 
are a little bit of a lighter commitment. You don't necessarily need to be camping and hiking in order to have these big nature-based activities or to appreciate nature or to really just enjoy your time outside this summer to connect more deeply with the environment. I hope you enjoyed these ideas. I'd love, love, love to hear yours. And as the weeks go on, I will continue to share some of these experiences on social media. Like I mentioned, all of my links are always in the show notes. And again, down there, just a reminder, you can sign up for our newsletter and our community spotlight, which I really look forward to reading. I hope you have a really great rest of your day. I hope you are having a really, really great summer so far. And I will speak to you next week. Have a good one. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.